0: Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week we're chatting with our friend Ade all about the royal family. Stay tuned.
1: Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click Buy Me a Coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com/slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello, Megan.
0: Hello, Steffi. What's up? Uh, I have a story I would like to tell. I already told you this story. I last night. surprised. However. Oh, God, God I know which one. It's so good. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, last night I went to the grocery store preparing for this big winter storm we're supposed to get. And on the way home, I almost hit a raccoon running across the street by my house, which surprised me a lot. Um,
1: Weirdly, I actually saw one, like, maybe a few blocks from your house the other day, so it they could be must the live around raccoon, here.
0: Or there's like a nest or
1: something, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah,
0: they must live around here because, um, at the beginning of last year, at some point, there were raccoons like fighting in the tree in our front yard. So, oh
1: yeah, I'm sure there's like some sort of dumpster that they're obsessed with or something. Anyway, yeah, I do live downtown.
0: close to downtown, so that would make sense. Um, anyway, I was telling this to my husband. Yeah, I saw this big, huge raccoon. La la la, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I was walking the dog, and I I think I saw I saw something, but it, it wasn't a raccoon, like it had a long snout, like, like what is that called? An aardvark? And I was like, Excuse me, an aardvark. And he's like, No no no, it wasn't that. It was like, what is that one? And then Risa was like, an anteater, and he's like, Yeah, something like that. And I was like. Are, are you sure? Because, like, those live in South America and Africa, so, like... <laughs> we live in the middle of Illinois! I'm like, I don't, I don't think... And he's like, well, what's that animal from the Jungle movie?
1: <laughs> because the animal that makes an appearance in the Jungle movie...
0: Yeah, and I was like, are you sure it wasn't a raccoon? And he's like, well, it had a snout. And I'm like, well, the dog has a snout, so, like... But also, raccoons have snouts, so...
1: Did we? It could
0: be a raccoon.
1: Okay. I actually do have a question that I never c- clarified yesterday. Oh, okay. Did we figure out what the quote jungle movie was?
0: Oh yes. Uh, so he said is look like the animal like maybe the animal from the jungle movie, and I said the Lion King. <laughs> Apparently, he thought it, he said, like, yes, yes, he was thinking of the warthog from the Lion King.
1: <laughs> Boomba.
0: And I said, oh what? <laughs> and then, I'm like, so you think it was a, a wild boar? And he's like, yeah, it had a snout. It looked, it was a pig. It looked piggish. I'm
1: like, okay. Is there, is there not a, okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I he's, he's very insistent that it was some sort of pig type animal. I asked him if he saw it's it so today, fine. and he was like, "We didn't have time to look because we were going so quickly in the rain." And
1: <laughs> didn't have time to look for the, the uh, common Illinois warthog. I,
0: I don't. I'm. It had. To, it's. I'm sure it was either a raccoon or a possum. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, the snout, like the long nose, definitely makes me think it was like maybe a possum or something. I mean, here are a few things that I can say with certainty. It was It not, was not
0: a warthog. It was, a warthog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was also not a aardvark or an anteater. <laughs> um I think we could cross all three I know of those. these three
0: things to be true.
1: <laughs> Pretty sure we could cross <laughs> all three of those things off of the list. Um So I think yeah, we might have to like pay for him to have some sort of like Animal class. I don't know.
0: Like he, okay, he was not a boy scout growing up, so maybe he just doesn't, he definitely you know, is not a boy scout, know how to how to identify animals.
1: Yeah, we should probably find some sort of documentary <laughs> on just like middle middle North America indigenous animals, and just have him watch that so he can learn what does and does not live central illinois in the middle of town.
0: Yes. Uh what's new in your world?
1: Uh Well, I haven't seen any uh of those feral illinois warthogs lately. I mean, so if
0: you do see it, we will know that there is a problem.
1: We will know there is a problem. I will I will I will personally apologize to Bob for making fun of him <laughs> if I see the warthog. Uh honestly, not much. You know, we're about to get well, we're supposed to get, like, shit on with snow in the next, like, 36, 48 hours. So I'm going to be actually low-key disappointed if it does not turn out to be the storm that they've said it's going to be. Only because I am fully prepared to have excuses to just not do really anything for the next two days.
0: So... Oh, no, my kid's home from school.
1: Oh, darn! Oh, darn! Ah, what a bummer. She can't go to daycare. I need to go do something else. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's it. So, yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not usually one that's like, yes, snow. But I I mean, if it's going to happen, like it just needs to, it needs to not flop.
0: I mean, my teenager already asked uh, yesterday if he could have, if I could make a 12 course breakfast on snow day so (laughs) yeah
1: somehow that ass doesn't surprise me about him like I just I yep that sounds about right for Reese what does he want in a 12 course breakfast did he lay out his wishes and desires
0: uh no he did not also he doesn't break up wake up on days off until like noon anyway so it wouldn't even be breakfast
1: uh yeah it would be dinner It'd be a twelve course breakfast <laughs> for dinner. Oh, God, hey, you know who also eats twelve course meals? I. That's the only transition I got, guys. Uh, we, <laughs> so we are going to talk about the Royals today, and as it so happens, we have a wonderful friend of the pod who is Royals obsessed, and so our friend Ade is back, uh, and she's going to talk with us about everything Royal. Hey Ade, what's up?
2: Hi friends, how are you?
1: We are great. Did you uh, have some things you wanted to say about the Wild Illinois Warthogs?
2: Look, I, I, I really. Well, okay. Here's going to be my only thing that I'll say, since I, you know, I feel like we, we've, um, we've, we've gotten a lot of commentary already. All I'll say is, <laughs> it's not relevant at all. Whenever I hear the word aardvark, there's an episode of Arthur that taught me how to spell the word aardvark, and I, whenever I hear it, I think a a r d v a r k, a a r d v a r k. I I honestly I, I that's that's my only commentary. I mean the, I the things I that stay with you I, I, forever, forever and ever. Uh, it'll oh be my with gosh. me. But yeah, I'm I'm hyped to be here and and to talk about some of my uh, another passion that I have.
1: Yeah, well, it's like I was telling you, uh, and our friend Kathleen over the weekend. Like, there's the the like 19 early 1990s animated Winnie the Pooh show that was on Disney. Yeah. The theme song has lived rent free in my head for 25 years, and now Eden is really into watching it on Disney Plus. So, um, it's just like one of those things. Much like A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. Yeah, paying dividends. Paying dividends. Will never leave my brain. So. We all have our things.
2: Forever implanted. Uh,
1: Forever implanted. Um, Okay, so you really love the royals. True. This is a thing that I've known about you for a very long time. Uh, Before we actually just get into chatting about the royal family, can you tell us why you love the royal family? Like, well, love the topic of the royal family so much.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, right? Like, I think they're just... It, it's just a generally interesting kind of thing that a lot of people have interest in. Right. So like princesses and princes and royalty. And I feel like in all fiction books and even sometimes nonfiction, like the things that make things interesting are that people have money or they have magic. Right. Or they have True. money and magic if you're Harry Potter. Right. So like, True. like they're just, it, it it opens the world up to like so much, glitz glamour access to things um so that i think that's just inherently like something um a lot of people are interested in and people that say that they're not interested in it um love to like rail against it uh so that means you're also just interested in it right like, like you're still it, talking yes. about it. exactly it's exactly. like negative engagement on social media you're like it's still engagement it's still engagement and so i i think that like i don't know so there's there's that piece of it but then i think there's also just like like they have the same or similar interpersonal dramas and th- it's like watching a soap opera, right? Um, in many ways. Um, but, uh, the, the things to remember, and I think this has become like really pertinent in, in, recent years is that they are real people too. Um, but yes. it, it is a bit like watching a soap opera. Um, and so there's like, they're, you know, the same interpersonal dramas and family dramas that we have, they have, um, but it's like a fun story to follow.
1: I have in, in, recent times uh become like because i i didn't like it wasn't i didn't like grow up being interested in, like really following the royal family much at all um mm-hmm. other than like when princess diana died which obviously everyone like the whole world stopped at that but um i like in recent years have become more interested and like there's certain aspects like i love harry and megan obviously um but the there's just like I really love the um, podcast Noble Blood, and I think I'm just, like, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit, like, I don't want to say obsessed. I don't know that that's the right word, but I think it's the dark side of royalty that I find the most fascinating. Because there's some just, like, deeply dark things about just royal families across the world, um, and... I like the very like the fact that in the uh, Harry and Meghan Oprah interview like they kept referring to the royal family as the firm is so like the fact that they call them the firm themselves the firm is so fascinating to me because they're a family but they're also a business and there's something so I don't know like it's it's fascinating but it's also kind of dark and disturbing to me and yeah for sure. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that I can't, I can't put my finger on why I find it so interesting, but um, I don't know. Megan, is there any particular place you want to start?
0: Well, I was just going to add that one of the reasons why I think us in particular being Americans are so interested in it is because we don't have a monarchy. Mm -hmm. And so... Like, we tossed aside the monarchy. So for us to, like, watch it from afar is kind of like that was part of our life in another world kind of situation. Like, Canada still is very invested in the monarchy. I have Canadian friends who, like, celebrate all the things related to the monarchy. And I'm like, this is interesting. Uh, Because we're otherwise very similar. Um, So I think it's just, like, that aspect of it where it's, kind of mysterious to us, and we don't really understand it because it's not part of our world.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's I mean, I and mean, you don't have to pay for them. It makes it a lot easier to, like, enjoy it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Um, so let's start with, um, let's start with, let's actually start with talking about why they call the family the firm.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, a disclaimer, right? That, like, everything I know and everything probably we all know, we learn from somewhere. And it might not be an accurate representation of what somebody else thinks or what they think themselves. But, like, um, to the best of my knowledge, um, they call themselves a firm because of exactly what you said, right? They are an institution and a business and an employer and, um, you know, all of those things uh, as much as they are a family. And yeah. so, and like, it is. Uh, I think to their credit, uh, but also like I guess maybe they should. They think of they think of what they do as jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going out and they're working on a daily basis for, I mean, somewhat for a salary, but mostly because it's weird. It's like their job, but it's also expected of them, right? So it's like not mm-hmm. not really like they have a choice, especially if you're in the the upper echelon of the royal family. And so I, I think like to an extent, like they they probably just they. Ha- it's, it's important for them, um, I would think, for my mental health to, like, separate, um, maybe not even mental health, just for, like, just, like, the way, like, it's just a way of, like, thinking about your family being also your employer, right? Like, yeah. I think, it, I think it, it makes sense, and uh, in some ways, like, I'm sure the Kardashians feel that way about their empire, and any, anyone who's in the business of selling your family as um, the thing that you make money off of uh, has to, in some way, have that like ability to separate the the employee employment part of themselves from the uh, family part of themselves yeah I
1: often have to remind myself that the queen was so young when she took the throne yeah like she was really very young um and so because sometimes I'm like don't you ever just want to just like be like grandma or like to set like what don't you just ever want to just, I don't know, not be the queen. But then I have to remind myself, she was so young when this was thrust upon her and she doesn't really know anything else.
2: And I'm a hundred percent sure she wants that frequently. Right. Like, right. Like I think that's really, it's probably a human, it's really a human thing to want, but like, she doesn't like, I, I, it's, it's hard to imagine what her mindset must be because all of us have had some element of agency in what we are and what Mm -hmm. we become and and what our job is whether you know it's a series of fate that led us there or it's all our own choices like whatever right but we've we've always had options or the choice or whatever that's not like I I think it's almost impossible to imagine to like put ourselves in their shoes in that way because like there's just no there's no real comparison right like all the rest of us kind of I mean I guess you can walk away but like not really, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so um, right. I, I think it's, I, I just, I have found when, when I ponder it, I can't imagine it. And there's some element of like sympathy I have for that, like the the inability to like, even imagine another thing you could do with your life without huge fallout from like the world. like Right, well, right. Cause like she is the ruler of like so
1: many, yeah countries basically i mean yes she's and, and that was England, decided for like, her at
2: like what years old like when she was six or something it was decided right. for her like yeah it's weird and sad kind i of. mean there's
1: not that many monarchies left in the world yeah so yeah it is it is kind of interesting to think about like if she were to just be like eh, never mind like it's not like they're just gonna be like eh, well you know what maybe mona maybe a monarchy isn't like really the best Maybe we should just, like, not have that anymore. Although I have often, I have found myself wondering frequently lately um, how much longer we think that, like, the royal family will be able to continue in the way that it is.
2: Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I feel
0: like it, I, I honestly feel like it won't be for very much longer.
2: My brother is, like, convinced that, A, um, like, knock on, I don't know. I just don't want to, like, be the one to say it and then it happens to someone lazy, but, like, he's convinced <laughs> she's going to die soon. Like, he's just, like, my brother's, like, she's not going to make it uh, very much longer because she, she really did love her husband. I mean, she's, she's very old. She's so. very old. She really loved her husband, and, and her family is, like, falling apart, right? So, like, yeah, there's all of that, and, and that's got to be a lot. Um, but I think, and and I'm convinced that uh, if if William makes it to King, it will be amazing. Like I mean, truly though, it just seems it's like there's a lot of goodwill towards the queen. Even even like me, who's like has no investment in this. I mean, I guess I'm like more interested and in positively. As I have positive associations to the royal family more than like the average person, I think. Mm-hmm. But like even me, I'm like yeah, I have mad respect for the queen as a person for the most part, right? Like mm-hmm. I I really like sympathize. With her as uh, as a person that you know doing all the things I just described, and I empathize with her as like a woman in power, like mm-hmm. she's like kind of like a role model in some ways. Um, But then like I don't feel that way towards Charles at all. I'm not sure anyone does. <laughs> and, and I and like William for me, like yeah, I grew up thinking he was kind of hot, but then a you know no offense to anyone who's lost all their hair, he, but he lost hot all his anymore. hair, and <laughs> he like the whole hairy thing is played out right the way that it has so. I think that uh, there's not a lot of goodwill left for, like, the next two in line for the throne. George okay. is still looking adorable.
1: I was going to say, like, if if somehow, I, and I feel like if somehow we get through William and then we make it to George, like, I just feel like at some point in the next few generations it's going to be like, mm, this is not, this is not, the this is not it anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder, you know, because Barbados just, uh, What's I don't know what the word the term is like release their they were give release from their sovereignty yeah, or something like that yeah mm-hmm. they they were able to leave the Commonwealth and it makes me wonder how many countries are actually left in the Commonwealth system and how many more will soon be leaving because it is an outdated system like it doesn't make sense for some lady in England to be you know quote unquote in control of these countries. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean the Commonwealth is still pretty large um, uh, like would, I, I think that uh, there are more than 50 countries in the Commonwealth I think uh, according um, to Wikipedia it is 54 yeah. member states yeah That's and like insane. You know, there's there's like yeah. all there's all this like pomp and circumstance that happens around the Commonwealth there's the Commonwealth Games which like I kind of follow cuz Nigeria still participates there's there's like all kinds of things wrapped up in being in the Commonwealth and I do think that there's some sense of like weird community I, I shouldn't call it weird like it's just something that i'm uh loosely affiliated to um, as a nigerian citizen and so like so that's
0: actually like a question that i had for you so like as someone whose family is from nigeria and is part of the commonwealth like do you like why do you feel like that loyalty when like <laughs> i don't know i feel i, I feel weird what- about it
2: i think that's what these uh these like goodwill things are for right like there's no real reason to feel affiliated with this country that's mostly brought harm um, to, mm-hmm. to right. your country but right. like uh, you know there's a sense of like in-group out-group thing right like we have we have national international sporting events they have uh, leadership summits they have like all these things that are meant to like reinforce this idea so it's it's like like uh, Barbados leaving is a surprise, not because it's a surprise that you'd want to leave, but it's a surprise because like, it's always been that way. And we found a new steady state and like, you know, it doesn't feel like you're actually being harmed. I don't think they uh, pay any money to the UK. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like you get a lot of like in group things without having to pay anything. (laughs) So
0: I, (laughs) I, 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 I mean, but I do you know. like? Is, does the UK like provide a lot of benefits to the countries then? If the countries are not, you know, paying in,
2: I don't like aside think from so. these like
0: you know feel good events. Like it makes me feel like a work I mean, pizza I think party. There's some
2: like trade agreements. I think there's some like general like you know like just general like a uh, open. It's it's all not like not like the EU, but kind of like the EU, right? Like there's like there's like a community, and then there's also like actual potential financial benefits that come from it. Uh, it's not quite as strong as like France, the way that France treats their former colonies. And they like do all, like they offer automatic citizenship and stuff like that. But there are mm-hmm. benefits that I and i don't know exactly what they are. So forgive me. I can't speak to all, but like there are like benefits ish, uh, what people might term as benefits to being in the Commonwealth um, for, for citizens of nations that are part of the Commonwealth. Um, but I don't think, it's like enough that it will it would prevent uh people from being totally fine if and when the British people decide to be done with the royal family. I think people would be like, well, it's fun while it lasted, but most <laughs> but mostly not fun
1: I mean I think too, we can't totally discount just like being like comfortable and okay with the status quo, yeah uh, yeah, I mean you know i I'm sure even for a small country that that you know choosing to leave the commonwealth is just like a huge huge undertaking right yeah. um so i don't know it's uh, i'm sure that there's there's a lot that goes into that obviously but uh, there's also i don't know there's also sort of a well, it's not doing anything bad for us, so
2: uh, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I and don't I know. do think people like—I mean, I guess I'm—I'm I'm one to talk, right? Since I'm also obsessed with the Olympics, but there's also like this. Uh, I think people do place value on things like—I mean, I keep saying the Commonwealth Games, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, it is the Commonwealth Games are a huge deal to a lot of people. It's like a mini Olympics, right? And so, like things like that, like people just have like fondness and nostalgia, and I think that like. Um, it is harder to break those bonds than people think that that it is. But it's also like, once it's done, people wonder why it was so hard. I think it's like the the other, the flip side of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me think of like, you know, if another, if another country, I mean, granted the commonwealth was built up over centuries, but it makes me think if another country like tomorrow suddenly was like, we're going to be in control of 50 other countries. Not really in control, but, like, sort of in control. And uh, everyone's going to be okay with it. Like, that concept just feels really strange to me. Yeah. So I do think, yeah, like, the status quo thing, like, it's just always been like that. Is it really probably more the driving factor than almost anything else. And it, I bet – like, I don't know if they have to use, um like, the monarchy's image on their stuff. Like, money and –
2: they do not have to.
0: They do not have to. Okay. I think
1: some countries do, right? Because mm-hmm. that would
0: obviously, like, not a whole nervous. other expense if you're trying to extract yourself, but...
1: Yeah. I think, like... I think there are certain... Co- I think there are certain countries, like Canada and stuff, that are maybe more closely tied mm-hmm. than others, mm-hmm. but that's my understanding. That was my, that is my best understanding. That's all you're going to get out
2: of me. Yeah, like, like South Africa, like Nigeria. Right. Like, I mean, Australia doesn't have them on their money. India is still part of the Commonwealth. Definitely doesn't have them on their money, so... I think it it really varies. Like, membership of the Commonwealth is, uh, you know what? I should go read about it because it is a really weird, <laughs> like, loosely tied group of nations under, like, what banner is essentially just, like, under the UK, but, like, in many different forms. Uh, yeah.
0: It's interesting. Hmm. It's fascinating. So, you think that uh, the monarchy will be possibly somewhat dissolved when, when Charles enters?
2: it's just it's hard it's hard for me like the the monarchy the monarchy lives on goodwill it's still like like i think um you know as much as we like and and enjoy um some people at least the the royal family from the u.s it's hard to like like i think of my friend's parents who are there like they really love the queen it's not clear to me that like the division between people who are monarchists and people who love the queen is not always clear and Mm -hmm. i think it it remains to be seen we'll see what happens when she passes away right like there will be an outpouring of goodwill probably towards the royal family if and when it not if it will happen when it happens when she passes away (laughs) she'll Um, live forever and like who knows like maybe they'll be able to like convert that into you know enough goodwill to keep them going for for long enough to get past all of the scandal but it's hard Mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine that right now given where the royal family is with the Harry Meghan situation um the Prince Andrew situation the constant like (laughs) back and forth about whether they're worth the tax money even though like um it's I mean, they do get money from the people, but there's also just, like, a lot of money that they get from their own estates that they own. So it's, like, really this interesting thing where, like, it's kind of like foreign aid or, like, any other thing. People just assume more money goes to it from their pockets than actually does. Um, but anyway, that was a that was a, uh, an aside. Um, I, I just think it'll be hard. It's hard for me to imagine how they have enough goodwill to keep going for very long in the exact mm-hmm. same arrangement. Who knows? Maybe they'll find a new arrangement that allows them to continue to exist while... Not really having some of the political, not uh, not political. That's not the right word. The uh, social force that they do, um, because they do play an actual role in in governance in the UK. It's it's possible that they'll make them step back, and Boris will just Boris or whoever the future prime minister in will is will step up, or they'll get a president. Like who knows, right? Like who knows what mm-hmm. structure they would come up with. But I think there's. it's hard to imagine them existing in the same way that they exist because there's not gonna be enough goodwill and because the people don't want to pay for them anymore. Um, so I I don't know. It's possible. Like I just, the, the flip side of that is like, like I started saying, you know, a lot of people really love the monarchy in the UK in particular. Right. Um, there are a lot of people who just like, like, I, like my, I'm thinking of a couple of my friend's parents. They're just like hardcore Royalists. Like everything we think about Meghan and Harry, like they don't think that they're like Meghan and Harry abandoned the nation, right? Like so, like there are people who are out there that that are really um on a, of a different mindset than me. But I just I think the changing tides are are coming for the royal family sooner rather than later.
0: Okay, well let's talk about Harry and Meghan. Yes. So like Hold first on. my very I just first want to
1: interject. I've been down a Wikipedia rabbit hole on the Commonwealth and the Commonwealth countries, and I just need to like read you guys the Queen's official title she has they're different for all of the commonwealth realms but mm-hmm. in the united kingdom it is elizabeth ii by the grace of god of the united kingdom of great britain and northern, I- northern ireland and of her other realms and territories queen head of the commonwealth defender of the faith
2: Mm-hmm. it's a great that title a lot of words it's a great title defender of the faith is my favorite part
1: Yes, and that's not <laughs> in all of them, actually. Because I'm looking at, I was like comparing, because it's f- similar uh, across the different Commonwealth realms. There's 15 of them currently. Um, so it, it varies slightly, but only a handful of them have Defender of the Faith at the end. Anyway, I assume
0: that's because those are not Protestant countries. Yeah.
1: I guess. If they're I guess not Anglican,
0: then it might be yeah. a challenge.
1: I guess. Anyway, continue. Defender of the Faith. <laughs> Defender of the Faith. Continue.
0: Uh, I was just going to start, start off with the the idea that you were saying with the royalists thinking that Harry and Meghan abandoned the country, etc. Uh, which is crazy to me for multiple reasons, but mainly because Harry will never be the king. Like, yeah, he he doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. He's the extra. <laughs> like, he yeah. should be able to live his life. I mean
2: kind of like like I, I mean again like it's it's this thing where like I, I think that we don't it's hard for us growing up here to like understand the way things really work and the way people really view them and so like while I agree with you um in like a human sense like look like he's not required to be there for a job like William there's Charles there's William there's his three children now all ahead of him right um it's hard to imagine a scenario where he ends up on the throne and if he did it would be super tragic right so like it's not even something we want necessarily right um so like why can't they just let him live and I think the thing is like people feel an ownership over them whether that's right or wrong um uh and it's—I don't know if it's for me as an American to have an opinion on that. <laughs> I mean, I do, but like, you know, like, <laughs> but it's—it's it's like it's—it's—it's—I I can't understand what it's like to be a British citizen and have her be my queen and this be my royal family. I don't understand what it means to have a royal family. Um, You know, in Nigeria, there is still like local and kind of some national-ish level royalty. And like, even the way my parents who've been in the US more than 30 years talk about royalty from their area, like there's a different way of thinking about those people and like the, the reverence that you pay to them and the duty that you have to them and that they have to the people it's not like elected officials and so it's like a really different mindset um and people have watched him grow up and loved him um and you know seen him go through his tough years and come out on the other side and i think people really just wanted him to marry some like delightful sweet like white woman who from nobility or maybe not right because he's like he's like a rebel Um, But like, you know, probably not, maybe not nobility, but like Kate, not nobility, but like super rich and like well-trained and went to the best schools still. And somebody who would be there um, to like, for them to fawn over and be happy for him over. And uh, when that didn't happen, I think people felt um, right or wrong, robbed by that, uh, what they expected. And then also, I think people felt very um, accused by Harry and Meghan. Like, the, the people... I mean, I just finished listening to The Princes of the Press, um, and I just finished listening to the podcast about Harry and Meghan. So, like, a lot of this is also really driven by media narratives and um, by expectations that the press had and, and how they wrote about them. But, like, I do think that people feel accused and disappointed by what's happened with Harry, and, um, uh, and it, would, it, would, it would... It's almost impossible to think of a scenario where things get better for them in the uk with this current with like the with like a slightly older generation with people in their like 50s and above like people are mad i let me say let me specify and say like mostly older white people are are really (laughs) upset it's
1: very specific subset yes actually you touched on something that i that is really interesting to me that i that i want to talk about um because you mentioned the press and how the press is driving a lot of this And the press in the UK, like, I mean, they were... They're the worst. They're the worst. And they (laughs) were absolutely, like, they were a driving force for so much of um, the issues, like, uh, of the public image of Diana. Mm -hmm. um, And, like, how her story played out. They were, uh, obviously, played a huge role for, you know, Harry and Meghan and pitting them against... Uh, Will and Kate and just like so many of these things so can you talk a little bit about that
2: yeah um, so it, I think anybody who's, who's super interested um, you should th- find this documentary that the BBC just released and, which is interesting because the BBC is like very much not in favor with the royal family right now but the BBC just released this really interesting documentary called The Princes and the Press and then there was like, an accompanying podcast uh, I think called Harry, Meghan and the Media but I, I'm not sure um, by the same people um, and it's really interesting and it really gives like a great look not just into like their, the royal family's interaction with the press specifically William, Kate Harry and Meghan but also just kind of like how the British tabloids work um, and I learned a lot I did not know a, a lot of that even though I know like the general like they're more aggressive they're you know they have different standards um, I learned a lot about how it works and so I think the, the first thing to say is that like yes that this goes all the way back to like diana um and (laughs) like uh harry and william but i think harry very in particular has like very a lot of trauma is wrapped up in the idea of engaging with the press rightly so rightly so rightly so for I, i assume everyone that listens already knows this but like you know his mom died when he was I think very 12, 13, 13, he was very young. Mm -hmm. um, And he walked behind the casket, his mom's casket through like a public, um, a publicly, like they walked through the streets of London and he was walking behind his mom's casket. And this is something that he reflects on as super traumatic for him. Right. And if you see the video of it, it's like, it's so depressing and sad to look at, but like, it's a very vivid memory for him and something that he, um, and also all the memories before that with like the, press chasing his mom and he was there right he was like in the car as a kid like and they'd be chasing his mom it's, it's it's almost unfathomable to think of somebody like her driving without security today but like that was the case right she was like out on the streets princess diana with no security <laughs> with her kids in the car like sitting in the back with their seat while like she couldn't drive because she was surrounded by press right so like, these are his memories these, this is what he associates with the press and so he grows up knowing that like the press killed his mom and he just has like unresolved trauma, right? Um, and he gets married, and he sees the same thing happening to his wife, and and he steps away. And like, what do I mean when I say the same thing happening to his wife? I think this was like really the core of the question. So I'm finally getting to that. When I say <laughs> that, like, <laughs> when I say that like they were harassing his wife, um, at least from from their perspective, and what they would argue is that like from very early in their relationship, actually, not I was gonna say in their marriage, but in their relationship, there were. Um, interestingly worded stories that I think most um, black women would say were racialized stories about Meghan Markle, who's a mixed race uh, American woman. And uh, to the point where Harry did something that the royal family. I don't think has ever done, which was like a released a statement early in his relationship. It's how most people found out he was dating her, actually, um, like saying, like, leave my girlfriend alone and stop being racist, basically, and um, which was like unprecedented for him to release a statement like that. I think he released it through Clarence House, which is his dad's office, um, and it was like it was a huge deal. Um, and there was a little bit of like people toning it down, but like, that was like the first instance where the press was like, we were being nice to her and you came after us. Like we were, we were saying like, Oh my God, look at this beautiful mixed race woman. Who's going to like thicken the bloodlines of the Royal family. And like, which like, Is a racist thing to say. And you were like, they were like, there's nothing problematic with that at all. You, I, I like, I really, I just really want people to like, listen to this because they interview the people who write, who wrote some of these stories, like some of the most incendiary ones. Um, And she's like, yeah, like, I really thought I was complimenting her. And like, now I know that you shouldn't say that, but like, I mean, can't they see that I was trying to be nice? And you're like, that's not really acknowledging what you did was harmful. That's just being like, oh, I get that people are mad about it, but, like, can't they see that I was trying to be nice? Anyway. Um, so Can we like, just be nicer to me? <laughs> I mean, really. Like, she's like, uh, she really feels that way, This that particular thickened the bloodlines woman. Um, she was like, I said how pretty she was <laughs> in the same article. But, of course, they wouldn't read that. Like, they don't read the part where I said she was beautiful and has great fashion. Um, anyway, so... So that was like the beginning and I'd say like it toned down until a few months after the wedding when, um, a few things happened, uh, a few months after the wedding, there was a story about Kate and Megan. Um, that was really kind of like, I think the beginning of the end for them, um, where, uh, the story was that Megan made Kate cry during wedding Mm -hmm. preparations and it was like poor, um, postnatal Kate who just had Louis at the time, like was in tears because Megan like, you know made her cry and then there was another story where like harry like megan uh megan wanted the one tiara but like they wouldn't give it to her and then harry and she and megan harry and megan stormed through the the buckingham palace demanding that like megan wants what megan gets and that's like not at all how the story went down depending on who you ask right um Mm -hmm. so like like there it it, there just begins this narrative of like megan is just like in it for the money, in it for the fame, really demanding, like later, really late in the, in the timeline, uh, I think really after they left, actually right before the Oprah interview. So almost a year after they left, um, there was a story that came out about like how Megan was a bully. Um, So like, it's really, it really like deteriorated from like, Oh, like, this is like, you know, lightly race, race, race associated, um, or some might say racist um, comments about Megan to all the way to, to the point where we're like, she's just a bad person. Um, mm-hmm. And weaved into that are really invasive things. Um, <laughs> weaved into that are, are some really like invasive things where they like reach out to her father, they reach out to her half sister, none of whom have like good things to say. So um, for, for a variety of reasons, people might argue. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it, like they've just, they, they felt like they were being bombarded from every side with negative stories that were not fair, and that they were not allowed to defend themselves because of the way that the firm, like we talked about earlier, right? This is not just a family, it is an institution. Because of the way that the firm works, they were not allowed to defend themselves. And um, yeah, there, were, there like, the press is, they have just a very antagonistic relationship with the press that I find to be, um, like just really a, a fascinating um, study in like privacy for celebrities. I think i i hadn't really thought that much about celebrity privacy um before this um like what do people deserve what do all of us deserve and and uh um i think this story has been interesting for a lot of people not just not just the not just the royals but for a lot of celebrities and even even some like lay people in the uk have been in have been um claimants on these suits that the that harry and megan have filed against newspapers Um, there have been also just like regular people that have been part of these suits um, for for similar reasons because of similar tactics, similar lies, similar things that have happened. Um, So yeah, I think it's really interesting kind of antagonistic relationship with the press that's like playing out both in kind of the court of public opinion, but also in like literal court in the UK.
0: I think actually, um, I don't think that Harry and Meghan are the only ones that of the royal family who have sued the papers sure. William uh Kate has so, several times. Yeah, Kate has. I think Will probably I think he might have as well. And I'm it's interesting to see that like the difference between the two where like it's a big deal when Harry and Meghan do it, but it hasn't been as much of a big deal, I think, because I know for for Kate and William because I know that in one of the cases that was recently ruled in favor of Harry and Meghan, I think like the paper just like started to do it again anyway, like immediately after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I so think they don't they don't seem to care.
2: It's really because it sells papers, I
0: guess. I don't know.
2: So like one of the things that came up in the podcast I listened to that really surprised me is that like there were people in the press that were surprised. By some of the things that came out of the Harry and Meghan suit, like some of the tactics that were being taken, because there there had been previously some really big cases about phone tapping in the UK, which mm-hmm. uh, probably most of us at least know tangentially about, because like a girl who had gone missing, like just a regular teenage girl who had gone missing, and it turned out that the press had been phone tapping her phone after she went missing, and not and deleting listening to her messages where people were desperately looking for her and deleting those messages um so oh the more could come in. And like it became this huge story and the the British um courts like really laid the hammer down on what the, the press could do. Um and it turned out that they were everyone was like this doesn't happen anymore, it's not okay, like really public opinion and the courts were against the press. And it's, it's so interesting now in like the age of Harry and Meghan that everyone's like, no, like they're asking for it by being famous. And it's like, no, 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 we already resolved this. Like what the press is doing. Isn't okay. Like it's actually not okay. And it's easy for you to forget that because you don't like Harry and Meghan because you feel offended yeah. by Harry and Meghan, like, um, or, or whatever, because you're maybe because you're racist. I don't know. Um, but, um, uh, <laughs> but like certainly like i i think you're exactly right that like these things have come up before um from other channels and everyone can see objectively that like what's happening isn't right um Mm -hmm. and and honestly it's been um bad and bad enough that it shocked even people in the media some of the things that have come out
1: which is wild
2: yeah yeah, I mean that's why they keep winning, right? Because like these these news uh, these news agencies are like objectively in the wrong, um, and so who knows, man? Like I I don't I don't I think that like as long as we have media and as long as there's like an, an insatiable demand for stories um, and to fill the 24-hour news cycle, like no matter what happens, um, we'll continue to see phone tapping and hiring private investigators and all kinds of things, right? Like. Like it's not going away, um, and I think the bigger question is like how. P- it's not so much about the legality of things, but it's about how public opinion plays out, and that's that's the real fight that like uh, I think Harry and Meghan are fighting. Um, like obviously they'll keep doing the court battles, but like the the fight that Harry and Meghan are doing, the fight that even that they have within the firm is is a family versus family. I mean there there was a there there are some stories about like. William and Kate versus like Charles and Camilla, not in court, but like in public opinion, how getting their stories out first, being like the most liked one, it super matters. Um, Even against the queen, right? Like everyone's in a fight for good press um, and everyone's in a fight to be liked because that's how, that's how the Royals live, right? They live on public opinion. So um, it's, it's really interesting and I think makes it hard to be a family probably. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Again, like, Sometimes you just, like, can your family just be a family? Mm, no. Yeah. I, really I mean, at least everybody has, like, their own
0: giant castles they can go live in and, <laughs> and separate for the weekend. Fuck off.
2: I would argue <laughs> that, like, I mean, yeah, it probably is, like, nice. It probably is better to, like, not be fighting with your family for uh, for press. But, like, I mean, can can a family just be a family? I mean, even that's messy (laughs) right so like i don't know like we all have our battles (laughs) it's true it's true
0: um i want to ask about prince andrew but mainly i just want to i just want to talk about the technical aspect of his title being stripped because it confuses me
2: oh interesting okay because Uh, yes
0: so like he he loses his titles He loses the use of His Royal Highness, but, like, he's still...
1: He's still called Prince,
0: right? He's still a Prince, I guess because you're born a Prince, so you can't not be a Prince. But it seems like he still has, like, everything else.
2: So, kind of... Yeah, um, but also no. It's it's almost the same it's, thing that's it's happened confusing. with Harry and Meghan. It's like you see, like whenever I whenever I see anything about them online, people are like,
0: "They're not the
2: Duke and Duchess." Of, no, they are. Like that is that is actually like.
0: I think way, we follow the like, same lady on on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like their legal name, basically. Like <laughs> yeah, like, it
2: is. Like he will continue to be. Harry will always be a prince. Andrew will always be a prince. They will continue to be the Dukes of their respective places. Um. But what they let go of, so like, okay, the way that the jobs work for royal people is that the queen, um, uh, it, okay, so in the US, we have a president, right? The president is the head of our federal uh, like our central government, our national government for and so they run the government, but they also are the head of like the, uh, oh God, government, the military. And, uh, also the military that's true yeah but there's like the the ceremonial piece like when foreign dignitaries come they go to the white house and they sit down with the president right so he plays or she plays hopefully one day multiple roles in government in the uk their government government is so such that the prime minister runs the government and the queen runs she's actually i think she is technically the head of the military and she is the ceremonial head of their government mm um and some countries have presidents and prime ministers where the president is the head of like the ceremonial stuff and the prime minister's head of the government. But in the UK they have a monarchy for the ceremonial stuff and the the prime minister and and the um, the two houses for to run their government. And so like how how being the head of the ceremonial stuff means that you um, have tons of affiliations and responsibilities that you have to go, you have to go out there and like curse and ships and like r- you know be the head of some charity and like whatever right the queen has hundreds of them and she doles them out to the different members of the royal family like to keep essentially and to like run on her behalf that's what it means to be in service of her majesty right mm-hmm. um, so harry like harry had some from the time that he was like eight you know like when when you grow up as a royal you Eventually, you come to an age where they give you some of your own, you know, charities or whatever, and you go and that is your job. You are out there working on behalf of the Queen. And the Queen keeps some, but you do many of them. And so um, it's a huge deal to be in service of Her Majesty. Not every, like, that's what it means to be an upper echelon of royal, right? Like, not every royal gets to have um, patronages, they're called, for the Queen. And Mm -hmm. so um, Harry and Meghan gave back their patronages um that they didn't want to nor did their patronages want to give them up which i think is really interesting Most that's th-
1: super fascinating but on
2: the, on the on the andrew front he gave back his patronages and so and they also gave back their military um their honorary military titles so harry has the ones that he earned because he actually served in the military um so he gets to keep those but he had to give back his honorary military titles that the queen bestowed upon him that's the same thing that's happened with andrew they stripped him of his patronages and they stripped him of any honorary titles. Um, but like Duke is not honorary. Um, Prince is not honorary. That is like literally their name.
0: Well, so the thing about Duke though, like that is a title that is conferred upon you it by is, but the queen. Like, so like how is it not thing? honorary?
2: It's like a, like they, like it's, it, they like, they like sign seals and st- like, it, it's like, it basically becomes part of your identity. Like you're, you're, I you don't know. undo. You, is that like, say,
1: is that sort of like how you are, you you have a PhD and you can't un-PhD you? I mean,
2: like, you could un-PhD me and probably strip them of their, t- but like that is, it doesn't work in the same way that the patronages and the honorary middle, military titles do. It is. It is something separate. It is like a separate, like, legal category that, like, gets enshrined in, like, law. You are, (laughs) like, I I don't know exactly how it works, but, like, it is, it is, like, a separate level of, of thing. And, like, I I don't know fully, I, I'm, I'm also a bit, like, puzzled by the his royal, her royal highness thing. um, Because they don't actually strip you of being in line for the throne. Um, because that's not – there's, like, no way to do that. (laughs) There's no way to strip somebody of being in line for the throne. Um, Harry is still sixth in line for the throne, regardless of what anyone has to say, um, regardless of what he says, frankly. Unless he gets there and abdicates, there's, like, no way to, like, not be in line for the throne. So both of them are still technically in line for the throne um, in whatever order they fall in, um, but they don't get called his or her royal highness anymore um, because they're no longer – working members of the royal family
0: so do you think when andrew is found guilty (laughs) of these things um then they will go through the proceeding the legal mumbo jumbo of you know i mean they have to find a new duke right like they can't have a felon in jail as the Duke right want
2: to separate themselves to that degree I so uh I won't even say rumor has it's like well established that Andrew is his mom's favorite Um, yes that is true and and I also and also there are like empty dukedoms and there are like you know like there are like Sussex was open for years before Harry and Meghan got it right um so I, I don't I don't think that they'll strip it from him. I just think that um, if, as long as the royal family is around, we won't have any more Dukes of York, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is important. Like, I think it'll die with him because nobody wants to be like, like, like whenever, you know, when, the they, when they give people, when they gave the felonies. Cambridges their Cambridges, when they gave the Sussexes the Sussex place, like, everyone, like, the stories were like, oh, the last Duke of Sussex, X, Y, Z. Like, they wrote about the history of it, right? Like, nobody right. wants to get, like, the Duke of York and be like, the last Duke of York got convicted. <laughs> <I'm selling. laughs> like, York's just going to be effing empty for, like, no Dukes <laughs> for the rest of time.
0: Which maybe is fine with them. So I had, what I just had one more question then. So mm-hmm. do you think there is a chance of... I don't even know how this would happen because it's been it's been so long that the Windsors have been in charge. But would there be ever another family as the monarchy? No, easy answer,
2: never. Yeah, like it's, impossible it's, at it's, this point. It's Mountbatten Windsor a bust. Like period. Right. There's no going back. <laughs> like like we don't like we don't we don't get new royal families. That's not a thing that happens um, anymore. I think. Yeah. There would have to be like a, an Earth. An earth shattering, like, cataclysmic event where, like, societies were restructured. And then maybe, <laughs> and then maybe we would get new royal families. It's hard to imagine a scenario. Yeah.
1: It seems like there would be no royal family before there would be a different royal family.
2: Yeah. I mean, even the fact, this is like only tangentially relevant to your question but even the fact that like prince philip and his uncle were savvy and savvy enough and the queen was in love enough and everybody was amenable to him adding mount to their like legal name that to like their the house of mount windsor i mean it's technically still the house of windsor but like everyone knows Mountbatten. the fact that that happened is a testament to like how young she was how much she loved her husband and how much of kind of like how How much influence his his uncle had in the royal? Yeah, wasn't it
0: like a a lot about tying it to other royal families? It was
2: a hundred percent because Philip and his uncle didn't want their name to die and wanted to be like like they essentially they took advantage of the fact that I shouldn't say I don't mean this in a horrible way I just mean like Philip was a very proud man and he I'm sure if you watch The Crown. I'm a hundred percent sure, but even if you don't watch the crown, like it, he struggled somewhat in the role of being second to his wife because mm-hmm. he also was born a Royal and also in many ways lived a lifelong with filled with privilege. Right? Um, right. And so like, I think it was probably kind of hard for him and like one of the ways that he like asserted his, leadership of the family and uh his masculinity was like by getting his name into the royal family forever and ever um i i don't think that the royal family cared at all about mixing um with other royal families i think philip and his uncle cared a hundred percent about um their name being known forever
1: that's so interesting
2: yeah it's i think i i Mountbatten went. The whole Mountbatten thing, I think, is is really interesting. And like, it would never, it would never, no matter how strong. I mean, I guess that's just part of being like uh, in a patriarchal society. But like, no matter how important the wife's family was, that would never happen to a, a, a male heir to the throne. Never, mm-hmm. it would never happen. Right. She loved her husband so much, <laughs> like. Which is really sweet in some ways. It is very sweet. Mind.
1: Right. Like, when you fr- like when you frame it in that, it is very, very sweet. She, she loved, loved her him that so much.
2: much. And I think from a very young age, and they were kind of like a, you know, a youthful. Like, their love story is, like, kind of sweet. Um, it's hard, because, like, she was really young when she met him. But, like, you know, like, their love story is, like, kind of sweet. Um, and And I just don't, I can't think of another scenario where this would have happened. Like, it's just, like, she really loved him and wanted him to be happy.
0: Hmm. Okay, one more question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's only because you brought up The Crown. What do you feel about The Crown? I really like it. I think
2: it's good entertainment. I think like everyone everyone who watches things like The Crown or like Apollo 13 or like anything that's like kind of history but kind of not, like just needs to yeah. remember that it's not actually history. Like don't watch Hamilton and think it's <laughs> not just because like of all the races and all the you know rap but just because like but because like, it's they, very inaccurate it's actually very, like you know what i mean like it's it's, it's like the same. Like, we nobody knows what the queen said to billy graham was that a great scene right. absolutely but like we don't we don't know um and so anyone who anybody who takes any of that with like any certain like it, you know any form of like certainty like i know what the queen felt when you know <laughs> experienced right. when her dad died. like we have no idea um right but i think for like the general gist of of like their lives like i i would say that and you know don't beat me up over this but i would say the one thing that i've really taken from the crown is a lot more empathy for charles like that that's one thing i would say and maybe it's josh what's his face's performance but like I think it's a weird thing to be waiting your whole life for a job and have your mother. And I think this is genuinely true. I think this is like a documented fact. His mom had a really hard time parenting him. Um, Yeah. For a lot of reasons, right? She was young when she was thrust into this role and, and it was not easy for her. And she, she had, she was having other children. They're very different personality wise. Like he, I don't think this is the kind of thing he would ever do at all if he was, um, free to choose what he wanted to do. Like This is not a well-suited role to his personality. And frankly, when they look at each other, they see... And, you know, this is, this is an, a guess, but it makes sense based on their roles in life, right? She sees um, the future person who will hold her job when she dies, and he sees the person that prevents him from starting his life, <laughs> right? Until she dies. But also, yeah. it's a mother-son relationship. And I think I never... I never appreciated how effed up you become when that's your mother's relationship. And like, yeah. that's not an excuse for all the things that he's uh, done. Um, but it's certainly like, I, I think I, and I also didn't realize his relationship with his father, which was very, very tough. Um, Cause mm-hmm. he's also very different from him. And so in many ways he was abused as a child, right? <laughs> like, and right. so it's, it's hard to, it's hard well, to like, know, look at him and not think that now.
1: And I, and I, and I think in recent years, like I have just come to think of, the and I won't say the royal family. I I guess in this case I'll use the firm as mm-hmm. the, the term that I'll use as being abusive. Like yeah. it is abuse. Like growing up in that environment to me, I, I can't not think of it as abusive. Yeah. Um. In so many ways, and um, you know, kind of as you were saying, like some. You know, similarly, like it also, again. This does not negate the terrible things that Charles did to, you know, in relation to Diana, but I think, you know, when someone dies, especially in such a tragic way, um, we sort of tend to forget any of their negative qualities, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And Diana was not a perfect person. She was not a saint. Like, I mean, yes, she did really, she did some really great things and was beloved in so many ways. But like, she was also like kind of low key an asshole. Yeah. Especially to Charles. And so I think that.
2: And her, and her stepmom. And her stepmom. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That story got me, man. She pushed that old (laughs) lady down the stairs. Straight up dead.
1: Um, Yeah, if if anyone has not listened to the, like, Princess Diana series on the podcast You're Wrong About, it's excellent. I think there's five episodes. Um, And I think it does a really good job. I think that they did a really good job of portraying the fact that, like, there were actually a a lot of assholes in the situation. Like, it wasn't just Charles. Like, he was not, like just the villain villain in that situation. Like, she was not a perfect person um, in any way. But we forget about that, because she is the one that died so tragically and so young and didn't yeah. get to see her kids grow up and didn't get to know her grandchildren and all of these really genuinely tragic things. Um, and, you know, then Charles goes off, and then he marries Camilla, and we just decide that we're going to hate them. And that, yeah, Charles has done some really shitty stuff, but...
0: I think it's super interesting though because when so when I mean maybe they did know all of this in the UK when when Diana died I was like 17 so I obviously did not know any of this stuff but when he married Camilla it was like a huge deal and everyone automatically hated her and then the more I learned about him and Diana and their past and all these things if you either like Partially through the crown, partially through that podcast, partially through other things, but the fact that he was in love with Camilla, yeah.
1: like that's who forever. To marry. It's tragic. And he and wanted he to choice. marry
0: her. Yeah, I don't. It's sad. Like all the it's things that could have been sad. different. Yeah, it's very sad, and it makes you're right. Like it does make me feel sympathetic toward him, even though he's done a lot of horrible things.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that's like I don't know. It's, it's maybe like too strong a statement but maybe the crown's greatest contribution for me is like wow like okay like he's not the only horrible person and not that i thought that before but like it really gives you a perspective on what he has experienced um and uh i think just makes if anything the crown might help the royal family in that way <laughs> <laughs> like that, cause like, I think in many ways it doesn't help them, but like, uh, that might be the one thing that like uh, Josh, o- Josh O'Connor, Josh Connor, I don't know which one, but he, he just played that role masterfully. Um, and, uh, and also I think they wrote it masterfully. Uh, like the, there's, there are a couple episodes, like the one where he goes to Wales. Oh my God. Great episode. Lo- loved that episode. He just like, you're like, yeah, go Charles. Like speak out you <laughs> never thought i'd find myself in the position interestingly just a fun fact random fun fact that um i heard the other day somewhere i don't know where um that camilla her her technical her, her real title is actually the, the princess of wales she can't she doesn't use it um but like you know when diana passed away or when diana and, and charles got divorced she kept the title princess of wales and um when he married Camilla she took on that title you know as the wife of the prince of wales but she doesn't use it because of the controversy um and they yeah. they basically said like um when, she, when they got married they're like she won't use that title and also when you know when he ascends to the throne she will not be known as queen she will just stay the duchess of of um whatever or she'll stay she'll be like princess something i don't know they, they were gonna give her a special title and they've like removed that from the clarence house website <laughs> So, so like, I
0: thought, I thought that she wasn't princess, she, and I thought that she it's was her real du- title. just Duchess. If you Google, and that they were going to call her like Royal Consort or if something. If you Google
2: Princess of Wales, you'll see that the current title holder is Camilla, Duchess of King, or Duchess of, oh God, whatever, whatever she's the Duchess of, um, and, but she doesn't go by that role or by that title specifically because of the Diana factor, um, because it would be. Uh, there would probably be public outcry they they mm-hmm. they eased into that marriage i think smart in a smart way um they really eased people in they were like we get that this is going to be controversial but more power to them right these old people yeah. were like we're in love we have been since the beginning of time um like we're gonna we're gonna find a way to make it work and i think she she is one of the i think she's one of the, the workhorse royals she she does so many engagements she and princess anne are the two that are out there, like, all the time, working, doing... They, they take on so many patronages. And I think she's really worked her way into, if not public grace, the public graces, like, into, like, non-negative public consciousness, <laughs> which is a way better place than she used to be. <laughs>
0: so, no news is good news. Yeah.
2: In her case, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: It's So, yeah, it's so interesting. I, uh, I also just, like, I mean... Like, I remember when they got married, and I was, I think I was in high school when they got married, and um, I, my English teacher at the time, her husband was British, and so, like, it, I, I think that was actually in my British literature class that I was in at the time. So, of course, we were talking about it, but I just remember, like, everyone talking about, like, well, Camilla's so ugly, and just, like, being just so nasty about her, um, yeah, because she wasn't Diana.
2: My mom despises her. I don't even yeah. know she loved Diana that much. You know what I mean? Like, like I right. think there, there's a thing with people where they're like, "Yeah, she's the worst." She, my mom will literally say, and "I shouldn't even say this." Let me not say it on air. Like this will live forever. <laughs> forever, forever <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> my mom is like the sweetest person, but like when it comes, like there, there's a there's public consciousness around this marriage, this woman, this relationship with good reason is not super positive, um, right? more power to her. Yeah.
1: Again, like she's just a person who fell in love with a guy and wants to be happy. And he does too. I don't know. Again, he's done some shitty some super shitty stuff, but
2: as has she. She's as
0: she's as just she. a she's just a rich person standing in front of a prince <laughs> asking her to marry <laughs> asking trying to
1: be queen. I'm not trying to be refer- queen. I'm not going <laughs> to reference the the tampon <laughs> conversation okay uh, do i have anything else we want to say
2: <laughs> i mean no infinite thoughts about the royal family i've got so many
1: so many thoughts um you have some accounts that you follow so you mentioned you mentioned the um the bbc documentary and that podcast which we'll link to in our show notes um but do you have any other like accounts that you like to follow i know that you do yeah um that talk about the royals that you know you kind of get your your scoop from
2: yeah um so elizabeth holmes is like my number one recommendation here um sh- she is uh, a former uh, presidential correspondent actually she used to be on like the the beat with the I think she followed Mitt Romney around on the on the campaign trail. Um, it's where she met her husband, fun fact. Um, but um, she has since transitioned into kind of royal commentary, but also kind of fashion commentary, and I think she just has this really uh, interesting perspective on the royals. I th- she's, she's really positive, which I think is um, important um, and uh, unique in the royal space. I think she is... Uh, tries to be not positive but like fair to all yeah. members of the royal family um, she's not
1: needlessly nasty Yes, yeah, she's
2: not like team Meghan and Harry or team uh, William and Kate or team whoever she's just like she just I think she really appreciates um, the concept of royalty she really loves it and she uh, talks about it I think in a really cool way I also really like following Omid Scooby um, now he is uh, in many ways one-sided Uh He's, he wrote the book on Meghan and Harry, um, like a, an, a biography that uh, they have since had to uh, say that they cooperated with. <laughs> so it's like in some ways they were involved. Don't, we don't know how deep, but they, they were. He also reports widely on the royal family um, and I think has some good perspective. It's hard to find people that, just, um, that are not mean about Meghan and Harry and still report about everybody in the royal family. That's like a hard thing to find um Mm -hmm. kind of like it's hard to find like I always am looking for like a no like a like a no-nonsense conservative voice that I can like follow for like conservative perspectives but like most of them are just insane people it's (laughs) similarly hard to find somebody who just like reports on all royal things without being like an insane person um so I think those are the two that I would recommend there are tons of other like I I I've definitely fallen team Harry and Meghan um, and there are tons of other accounts that I follow that are much more like Megan and Harry focus. But I think those are the two that are relatively balanced and also they're former news anchors. So they're also good at just like reporting news better than the rest of these accounts.
1: Awesome. We will make sure to tag those in the show notes.
2: I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And all you can always follow me. I don't talk about them that much, but... <laughs> When I do when I do it several Instagram slides, people
1: I was gonna say when you do, there's like a chunk. It'll be for like a day.
2: I feel so strongly about them. Um and I don't know if that's yeah, no, it's true. I feel strongly about everything, so I guess I feel strongly about them too.
1: You don't you don't go halfway. You don't half ass anything, you whole ass things. Oh
2: man, I I put together a whole thing on Wordle today and then I was like, don't. nobody wants to read this. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to read that I had like finished putting it together and I was like
0: I deleted all of it and, like nobody, oh, no.
2: nobody needs you can to put it, it. it on
0: Twitter people love to read that stuff on Twitter it was
2: actually a series of sc- screenshots of tweets <laughs> oh, yeah, I you so much. <laughs> and I was like I walk it so back much. walk it back just just put the announcement up and walk away
1: oh, good um, okay well on that note what is bringing you joy this week
2: Oh, oh, I forgot that you guys do this. Oh goodness. Oh uh, come on, what are you, a noob? I guess so. Um you know what the this you know, at risk of sounding repetitive because this is what I talked about last time I was on your pod. Um the Olympics, the winter Olympics start this week. Um yes. they start on Friday and I'm really, really excited. Um I think it'll be an interesting year. They're in China and uh, they're in Beijing. And uh, there's a few reasons that they'll be interesting. There's like a lot of interesting conversation to be had around um, censorship that's happening already um, with international news agencies. Um, There's a lot of uh, there are several new sports um, that are being competed, contested for the first time. And then also climate change. Like there's just they have to make a lot of snow to make this happen beijing doesn't get that much snow nor do the areas around it so they're making a lot of snow and i think it'll be interesting so to interesting. see how the weather um impacts everything say i mean all that's always a big question um given the way that the olympics are being spread around the world now like if you're gonna keep the winter olympics in february there are only so many places you can do the winter olympics right like you can't do them in australia um so i think it's it's um it's gonna be an early interesting games um i'm l- looking forward to it
0: is it true? I can't remember if this was if this happened or they walked it back or whatever. But was it they weren't sending any correspondence over?
2: Um, so the, the U.S. did uh, the U.S. and several other countries actually um, are are uh, doing what they're calling a diplomatic boycott um which means that they're not sending uh dignitaries so like usually like you know the first lady will go visit um and you know maybe the secretary of state will go visit they're not sending like any dignitaries what's interesting is like (laughs) they're still sending all the athletes um so you know they they wanted to give athletes a chance to still compete which i think is in many ways a good thing um but means that like totally takes the the force out of the, the boycott um but also they're sending a ton of security um, and the U.S. government had to apply for all the security. And this be- ended up being a huge like news story in China because they were like, they said they were going to boycott. But look at the U.S. government. They're still sending dignitary. But it's like, no, they're sending like the NSA. Like, <laughs> like it's like a yes. different. But like it is it is interesting, like the way it's being perceived. Um, so, yeah. They're, I thought I thought
0: actually the NBC said they weren't going to be sending people because. Oh, of no, COVID. No, no,
2: they would never do that. No, they're, they're there.
0: They're, That's what I thought. I'm the, like that would, the, how would they even report it? Like the, that the doesn't money make sense. That would
2: be lost. Would be so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like they would get a broadcast, and you would like do it over Skype. <laughs> I, I don't even
2: know. I don't know how they would make that work. I mean, they. I I don't know how many how how many like how big the force of NBC and the other news agencies will be. Um, certainly, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be smaller than normal. Um. It was definitely of smaller
0: last time. And I, I already, also just think so. they
2: just know they're not going to make that much money, right? So <laughs> like I can't, like the level of investment is just not going to be that high this year.
0: I mean, even though I follow you, I keep forgetting it's happening. So
2: it's yeah, I'm I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm a bit worried. I think it's going to be a tough Olympics, but I'm ready. It'll be very interesting.
1: Megan, what's bringing you joy?
0: Uh Cheesecake. Yes. So uh, I do some work for our friend, do writing and recipe testing and stuff. And I tested a cheesecake recipe for her last week. And I don't make cheesecakes a lot, to be honest. But weirdly, I was thinking about cheesecake that day. (laughs) And then you asked me to make this cheesecake, and I was like, like,
1: "Can you make some? Of course."
0: (laughs) Um. And it turned out perfectly, and my husband and I are the only ones who like cheesecake in this house, so was, we've been very slowly like working our way through it, but it's been a really nice like treat. We'll love that. And I was very proud of myself for how well it turned out as well. It looked perfect.
1: It did look totally perfect. Very proud of you. Good job.
0: What's bringing you joy, Steffi?
1: Um, so TikTok has yet again led to a drain in my uh, bank account, this time through bras um so i am very excited i so i was i had a tiktok from parade come up in my uh, for you page um and i've gotten their like their underwear ads before but this was like specifically about basically like how their bralettes are great for all sizes including big boobs so you, I, I fell down the rabbit hole there and they actually do have like really interesting sizing that actually accommodates like smaller, uh, like smaller uh, rib cage size and like bigger cup sizes, like but still is a bralette. It's not like an actual like underwire bra. So I ordered a couple of those and then last night, In a slightly more roundabout fashion, I found this company called Hey Mavens, and they are based out of um, Nashville, and they um, hand make all of their, like, bras and underwear in these really fun uh, patterns and colors, and they are... Like parade is very size inclusive, but Hey Mavens is like super size inclusive. So they go from like extra extra small to 10 XL, Um, and I just like was really enjoying their Instagram feed. Like just the different bodies that are represented was is amazing. And so I ended up ordering some stuff from them too. So I'm very excited about this. Uh, We'll report back. I promise. Yes, please. I will give everyone a report back on what I find with both of these companies and their bras and how they fit my big boobs.
0: I have been getting that parade one like a thousand times in my feeds, So I hope it works out for you because they are super annoying to me. They
2: are <laughs> every, they're very aggressive. Big, how big is their budget do you yes. think? Cause like, I feel oh. like every woman well, be huge. on the planet has gotten. Well, and I, to I mentioned it,
1: out. I mentioned it like on a work call that like I got this ad and I was like all right well I'm going to give it a try and every there was like five of us on the call and every sing- uh, across like probably like a 10 year age gap and 10 or 12 year age gap between all five of us and all of us were have been targeted by their ads consistently so they're they're going hard yeah but okay. also
2: seriously
1: i don't know so um i mean i like the fact that their stuff is like, the parade stuff is supposed to be, like, more sustainably produced. I was reading about that last night. Like, obviously, we are not going to, like, shop our way to a healthier planet. But also, <laughs> so, but also like, we do need new bras and new underwear at some point. And so, if we have to buy these things, we might as well do so in a slightly more sustainable manner. Yes. Or And or support, like, small, you know, makers, shops, whatever. You guys know how I feel about that. So, yeah. We'll see. I shall report back on my findings on the bras.
2: Yay.
0: Woohoo. Yay. Well, next week, we'll be back. We don't know what we're talking about, but we'll talk about something and you'll be here.
1: That's right. We'll come be back with a, with a fun new episode next week. And until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Bye.